Support for this podcast comes from Beautiful Home Services. For home improvement, trust the award-winning, locally owned and operated provider who has served the DMV area for over 15 years. Beautiful Home Services offers interior and exterior painting, bathroom and kitchen remodeling, basement finishing, carpentry, drywall, and other general remodeling services. We make home improvement dreams a beautiful reality. Learn more at BeautifulHomeServices.com. That's BeautifulHomeServices.com. ABF Creative. Many define athlete success by the number of MVPs earned, all-star appearances, touchdowns scored, baskets made, or championships won. But the real wins occur off the field. When we watch and hear our sports stars discuss the topics that matter in the pursuit of equality and social justice, these voices should be heard, celebrated, and most importantly, shared. These are the real sports heroes. It's time to look in the mirror and ask ourselves, what are we doing to create change? They're just so happy to see a black man who will stand up and jeopardize every court he's got to tell the truth. I'm seeing things happen to people that don't have a voice, people that don't have a platform to talk and have their voices heard and affect change. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. I would definitely not do that. Being an NBA player don't exclude me from no conversation at all. First and foremost, I'm a black man and I'm a member of this community. Go after your dreams. You don't allow anything to take you away from your dreams. Hi, my name is Brian Jones, and I'm a real sports hero. I am currently a college football analyst for CBS Sports. I've worked in that capacity for the last 16 years. I am also a former NFL linebacker, played for the L.A. Raiders, the Indianapolis Colts, and New Orleans Saints. I attended college at UCLA and the University of Texas. I hail from the state of Texas growing up in Lubbock, Texas. We refer to it as L.A., Lubbock area. Sounds a little bit more metropolitan. Graduated with a degree from the University of Texas in corporate communications. And I currently reside in the state of Florida, Uh, So when I'm not up in New York doing my CBS duties, I'm down in South Florida, uh, West Palm Beach area, sitting by the pool and hanging out with my two best friends, my dogs of two Malamutes, uh, Hoya and Otto. One is the salt of the earth, Hoya. She's eight. Otto is a damn fool. Uh, He's about to turn two. Uh, He's a Tasmanian devil tearing up everything. Growing up in Lubbock, Texas, uh, very interesting upbringing. Uh, Grandmother raised me and another lady from my neighborhood who I refer to as mom, Stephanie Hill, and her husband, Dr. Damon Hill. I never had a relationship with my biological mom. I, till this day, never laid eyes on my biological father, able to overcome that and an upbringing that was uh, reliant on social safety net. I grew up on welfare. And as embarrassing as that existence was, I am so grateful that I grew up in a country where there was a social safety net, having traveled 
to uh, numerous different countries where that's not afforded its citizenry. Uh, but that being said, um, that was embarrassing. And uh, uh, my goal was to make sure I uh, broke the cycle of that type of uh, existence for those in the Jones family realm. And with the help of football coaches and the help of uh, my grandmother and the lady I mentioned that I call mom, Stephanie, uh, I was able to break that cycle and build a better life for myself and uh, definitely uh, numerous obstacles to uh, to overcome. But you know what? We made it. So I, I, I sit back from time to time and, and reflect on from where I've come and uh, the success I've enjoyed, along with the defeats and the failures, because you have to be mindful of, of that part of your life as well, because that has helped propel me to do better and to uh, overcome and, and to ultimately be successful. I recall my grandmother saying very early on that you never involve yourself in other people's financial affairs and also their politics. And of course, uh, that no longer is abided by in our society. I've always pushed back against those who've said athletes and entertainers, those involved in those professions should stay in their lane. Well, I think that's bullshit because this is our country as well. And why should we not have an opinion? And just because I work in a particular industry why does that preclude me from voicing my opinion on the ills of largest society? I am navigating this world along with those who are outside my particular pr profession. And more times than not, I have the same concerns that they have. And just because we may differ uh, as far as how you rectify the ills of society, that doesn't mitigate my ability to, or shouldn't mitigate my ability to voice my concern. So I've always thought telling people to, uh, especially those in the sports arenas, to to stay out of the uh, larger uh, societal conversation, I, I think that's wrongheaded. And I'm definitely not going to uh, adhere to those uh, suggestions. And, and I'm glad there are others who are in the uh, sports world that haven't as well. And if you look throughout America's history, sports and athletes in general have been at the forefront of the fight for civil rights. You can go all the way back to uh, the boxer Jack Johnson. Uh, you can go back to Paul Robeson, an athlete, also a uh, very successful and exceptional actor. Uh, you, of course, Muhammad Ali and, and the summits he held with with Jim Brown and, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, and others. So uh, from, from a black uh, standpoint, the initial access points for black folks were started by the, the athletes and, and the entertainers. Uh, they first got a taste because of their 
ability to entertain, whether on stage or musically or on uh, the field. So they were that first initial foray into larger society, if you will, and all the things it could offer. So they were fighting from day one, man, to make this a better country and make it more accessible for those who were not white. Uh, so, you know, this, this, uh, this mindset that athletes should shut up and dribble is, is a bunch of bullshit. It's my country. I have to live in it. I want to make it the best for me and, and those within my family and, and those outside of uh, my circle of influence as well. I'm glad you've got men and women in sports today, whether it's the NBA, WNBA, the NFL, what have you, who are voicing their opinions about myriad subjects uh, within our society, and, as they should, because this is their country. They got to live here just like those who may oppose their opinions have to live here. So to tell someone to shut up and, and stick to sports is is, is ridiculous. And, and those people that are, are, are espousing that thought process, they couldn't be more wrong. I hope you're enjoying Real Sports Heroes. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. What has happened uh, with this racial reckoning uh, that really came to a head after the George Floyd uh, murder, and that's what it was, it has brought a lot of folks you may not suspect to the forefront as far as fighting for justice and, and making sure we have a more equitable society. And they're not saying we should you know, summarily do away with our police department. I believe they're saying exactly what I have proposed is that we hold everyone accountable. Uh, nowhere in any society where you have law enforcement above the law is that equitable. That just won't jive. And folks who normally would keep their opinions to themselves, they see the writing on the wall and, and, and where we're heading, where we have this disparity in our justice system and where we hold certain folks accountable and others not, that's just wrong. And, and there's no way we can survive in a system like that. Everyone has to be held accountable. Everyone uh, has to adhere to the laws of this country. No one's above the law. And if we don't get that right, this country will never be right. And we've been fighting this battle for centuries. And finally, hopefully, especially with the uprising of these young folks, the writing on the wall for this country, either you get right or we're going to continue to have to address the ills and tawdry history of this country forever. We continue to kick the can down the road. Well, no more of that. We're going to address it right now, as painful as it is, and it's going to be painful and it's going to be challenging. Challenging the status quo, a challenging uh, normalcy that we've been taught that was the truth, and then the more you, you dig, you find out, well, this was manufactured, and it wasn't necessarily the truth from a history standpoint uh, and, and other things that have been unearthed. Uh, since we've embarked on this reckoning. So it's needed, it hurts, 
and, and I get it. And, you know, it's, it's funny. The pushback has been, well, when is it going to stop? Well, hell, I don't know when it's going to stop. I'm just happy it started. And let's see how far we can go to as far as getting to the truth. And if you're afraid of the truth, that sounds like a personal problem. And I understand for a certain segment of our society, the white portion, a lot of this stuff has been proven to be untrue. And they struggle with that. Just like they struggle with losing the Civil War. Just like they're struggling with this election we just had. Well, I'm sorry. It's over. And you need to come to terms with it. And you can hang on to your Confederacy all the hell you want. But I don't want it up in my face, whether it's statues that are on campuses or elsewhere. Those were the initial terrorists. Well, I shouldn't even say they were initial terrorists, because if you ask the natives, the Native Americans, they'll say the initial terrorists were those first settlers who came in and expunged their culture, destroyed their way of living. But as far as the Civil War and the Confederacy, and we have a new Confederacy because, uh, you know, the, the, the racial animus that has been brought forth by this previous administration uh, is, is mind boggling. At the same time, it's scary as hell. So um, while many don't want to challenge uh, the truth, a lot of us do. And we need to get to the bottom of it. And I'm sorry that it hurts your feelings. Well, it's too bad. And, and so when does it stop? I don't know. I can't answer that. I'm just glad it started. We need to do our due diligence and continue to seek the truth. Because if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. You know, a very interesting question, considering all the how folks recoiled during the, the, the myriad protests we had this past spring and summer, and they love to marginalize throughout history. You can just go back and watch uh, black leaders and movements have always been marginalized and, and, and cast as radical and militant and uh, hating America. When all black people are seeking, as I said a moment ago, is a more equitable America. And that's it. And while there may be an instance of violence here and there, that's too bad. People are frustrated. And this country was founded on violence. Go back to that Boston Tea Party. There was some violence. There was some looting. There was some rioting going on. But yet we romanticize that portion of our history. Why do we do that? Because those were white folks involved in trying to jettison or rid themselves of the king's rule. But when others, people of color, stand up and fight by any means necessary to have a more just existence, that's frowned upon, if you will. Uh, so there, there's always been this disparity and double standard when it comes to fighting for freedoms in this country. And we're just not going to stand for it anymore. We're going to call it out. Uh, and, and we're going to put it on Front Street. And we're at a point in our country where you got to decide which side are you on? Are you the side on the side of this new Confederacy? Or are you on the side of truth and reckoning? And, and, and so there's no middle ground here. There's no gray area. 
anymore. You're going to be on the right side of history or on the wrong side of history. That's the question you have to answer yourself and, you know, make a decision and, and let the chips fall where they may. But we're not stopping. This is not going to stop. These young folks are tired of it. And just last we witnessed in the civil rights era, young people were on the front lines leading that along with or Dr. Martin Luther King. Dr. Martin Luther King was in his 30s, if you recall. So you had young folks leading that those marches and, and protests, and you have the same here as we sit here today. So there's no going back. As I stated, either we come to terms with what has transpired in our country, and it's just despicable, terroristic, racial history, or America's going to have hell to pay. It's as simple as that. Thanks for listening to Real Sports Heroes. Subscribe to the podcast to ensure you're notified when the next episode drops. And please take a second to rate and review the show. We want as many people as possible to be able to engage with our real sports heroes. And your ratings and reviews help other people find our show. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time.